Betsy Des Moines. <laughs> A Des Moines radio group station and home of ESPN Radio. This is 1350 ESPN. Des Moines sports leader. It's showtime! Hurry, hurry, step right up! Introducing the star of our show, his name is Wicked! So without further ado, I bring to you... Wicked! 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 Back it down to business. This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1350 ESPN. Happy Friday. We are on the air. It is always good to be on here on 1350 ESPN, streaming live on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Hello if you're watching us. Uh, that is J.D. Justice on the other side. My name is Mike Wicket. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Friday. We are going to take you all the way up until Cubs baseball, Cubs and Pirates, game one of a three-game series at Wrigley Field. Uh, 12.45 for the pregame, and Pat and Ron have the first pitch at 1.20. Does that sound about right? Uh, something like that. Sound, sound about right? Okay. <laughs> All I know is when I hear the national anthem, I'm good to go. We're good to go. We're, We're a good baseball time. It's baseball time. It's so. baseball time. Well, how about them Vikings, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they've been in the news. All week. Have you ever seen, I don't know if there is a story that has dominated an off-season like this in about 15 years. <laughs> this is, it's the same yeah. story about an angry quarterback, media leaks, leaving Green Bay, and an organization in the smallest media market in the entire country. Like, we just took over for ESPN Radio. Uh, Fox is talking about it. CBS is talking about it. It's the Rogers Watch has consumed the sports world. Are you sick of it yet? Um, yeah. As a Vikings fan, I'm as a Viking fan. I feel like you. There are two. There are two schools of thought. Or I know you work with a guy at your other job who's a Chiefs fan who said we spend too so. much. He's like you guys spend too much time talking about Aaron Rodgers yeah. last week. Kirk it was, was the, it was the day after we found right. out that Rodgers was done with Green Bay. Right. Kirk uh, Kirk gets a little opinionated, but it's okay. Right. He was actually going to write in and tell you to stop. He said, but I figured I wanted to be a gentleman. And I'm like, why? Why? Sports talk radio. <laughs> Sports talk radio. Let us yell at us if you want to. Um, I don't think, and Kirk is a who a fan of who? Uh, Chiefs. He didn't care when we spent the whole show two weeks ago talking about Orlando Brown getting traded for a bunch of nothing. Amen. Right, Kirk? Right. Uh, yeah. But it is the dominant topic. And I think, you know, it, 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 every day it's something new. And if I can go back a week and... We can we can find out where this story actually came from. The angry Rodgers versus the Packers. It all started about eight days ago, about 3 p.m., and it was because Adam Schefter, one of the most respected NFL insiders, went on SportsCenter and talked about, you know, the, the, the news. Now, the thing about it was when it happened, when news like that happens, we, for whatever reason in the media... And fans, too. I'm a fan. Like, I was consuming. I went home, and I'm on my phone getting ready for the draft last week. You know, I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at rumors of who's trading up, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you see this, and it's breaking news. Like, all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers woke up and was like, that's it. I'm done. That's the way it comes across, right? Like, sure. that's the way. I, th I thought the same thing. You know, guy, guy work yells down from the office. Hey, just so you know, for Sports Talk tomorrow, you're going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers. He even knew it. Exactly. <laughs> because we think that Aaron woke up, went to bed Wednesday night, yeah. woke up Thursday morning, and was like, this ain't it. I need a new place. I need, I need, I got to get out of Green Bay. 
And then someone gets the information to uh, Adam Schefter, and all of a sudden, Schefter's got the breaking news. Well, if you pay any attention to the NFL or you watched last year's NFL draft, you know that the biggest shock of the draft a year ago was when the Packers moved up to draft, to draft Jordan Love. Right. And then the, one of the biggest storylines in the NFL all last year was, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, Love didn't get any snaps. Rodgers goes on a tear. Angry Rodgers wins the MVP. Packers are this close to the Super Bowl. So this has been building for a year. This didn't just start Wednesday night into mm-hmm. Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And earlier this week, Adam Schefter was on the Dan Patrick show. And he was asked about why and when he broke the news on Thursday on draft day. And we'll have it for you. Yeah, we are. We, we will have it for you here oh, in a I moment. See. I see what happens. Yeah, you got hit, hit play. It's on the end. I got to hit you know, play. Dan, the funny part about it is that I've heard people say, oh, Aaron Rodgers wanted that out before the draft. And mm-hmm. I can assure you Aaron Rodgers did not want that out before the draft. I've had people say the Green Bay Packers planted that. It was a very pro-Packer story. Yeah. I can assure you the Green Bay Packers didn't plant that. When people guess at where stories come from, more often than not, they're usually wrong. And in this case, they're wrong. This was an accumulation all during the offseason of just listening to people talk and observing. And if we go back to the NFC Championship game that the Green Bay Packers lost at home, did we not hear Aaron Rodgers after that game talk about his level of unhappiness, if you will, uncertainty for the future. Just go back and listen to that press conference, and it sounds almost like he's saying goodbye to Green Bay. And so your antenna's up, and I'm just telling you throughout the course of the offseason, there was rarely a week that went by where I didn't hear something about Aaron Rodgers. And on draft day, there's a report that morning from Paul Allen out in Minneapolis that the 49ers made a draft offer, which they didn't make an offer. They never made an offer. And other people are saying that the 49ers called. And I said, how long till it gets out that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Is it next week? Is it next when he doesn't show to the OTAs? Is it next month when he isn't? It's going to come out. What does it matter if it comes out now or next week or next month? And so, so you chose to break the news on draft day. That is, actually, that is absolutely accurate. Correct. Yeah, that's so, not, so yeah. again, this has been building since the Love draft pick. It was 360-some days from when the pick was made mm-hmm. to the point when Schefter, he has sources. Like, he didn't say, I found out last night this is the one time, you know, this is the straw that broke the Campbell's back. And so I want to play one more clip here from Dan Patrick for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, it, it's... It's more along the lines of sources and where the information came from. Here we go. But it wasn't something that you got information about. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, and there was nothing that morning that came in. Same. All okay. of a sudden said to me, yeah, he wants out. You should report this. Like, it was going on all off season. You just keep hearing it. And there, there was more and more talk. And now there's starting to be Aaron Rodgers talking. I say, you know what? This isn't going to wait much longer. Let's just go. It just happened to be drafted. Because I wondered when you said it didn't come from Rodgers, didn't come from the Packers, and it's being characterized differently. I was wondering, okay, you're not going to tell me your source. You know, what was the motive behind that? Yeah. Then there's not a source. No, no, I know, but I know that now, but we're just finding this out right now. Well, I said this. I said it on NFL Live. I said it on my podcast. I said it. You know, I mean, 
I don't know, people want to believe whatever they want to believe. It was just Whoa. an accumulation of information throughout the course of the entire offseason. So if my thought on this is everybody's honked at Adam Schefter right now because he's not naming a source. He didn't get it from Rodgers. He didn't get it from the Packers. There's 11 sources. Yeah. There's a bunch of different, I mean, yeah. it's the love pick. It's the love. It, it is the love pick. It's, it's, it's it, the choice to not give the ball on fourth and goal to Rodgers at the end of the game. It's the culmination of all of that. I mean, I think the biggest problem Rodgers has, and, and the big debate inside Packers fan circles is the Packers didn't call Rodgers or communicate with Rodgers to say, hey, we're taking a quarterback. He found out about it watching. I mean, the famous story is he found out about it watching the draft just like I did, just like you did. Mm -hmm. And then he poured three fingers of tequila and he drank that. I mean, that's, that's when he found out. Now, the debate is, does he have to, do you have to tell your franchise quarterback that you're taking his replacement, that you're taking a quarterback in the first round? You're moving up in the first round. Part of me, have you heard what Terry Bradshaw said? Terry Bradshaw called him weak. I don't know if Aaron's weak, but I think there is some debate of, you're the quarterback. Right. Brian Gutekinds is the GM. The GM makes the picks for the team, what's best for the team. I mean, the, I, I know that Rodgers fell into the Packers' lap at 24 a decade and a half ago. He wasn't like they moved up to get Rodgers. He was the last guy on their board who had a first-round grade sitting there at number 24. And they got trashed for it by Packers fans. They got trashed for it by Packers media. And there was a party at Lambeau Field. And they walked from the war room to the press room and fans are in the atrium and booing Ted Thompson. <laughs> as the pack of the pick. Yeah. And Who ended up being the smarter one I, at the end of that one? It worked out. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you hear that the Bears, they let Andy Dalton know that mm -hmm. they were drafting Justin Fields. Right. The Buccaneers let Tom Brady know that they were drafting Kyle Trask, the quarterback from Florida in the second round. So people are now comparing it. Buccaneers, class organization. Bears, class organization. Packers, crappy organization. No. Do you have? Is it on the? Is it on the GM's job to let the Hall of Fame franchise quarterback know coming off an you know uh, going into a season where you were? I mean, his numbers were declining. They were still good, but is it the quarterback's job to hear from the GM? Excuse me. Is it the GM's job to tell the quarterback? I don't. I I'm dra I'm drafting a quarterback. It's not his. His job. No, it's not. But I, I think what everyone's trying to get across here is you have a future Hall of Famer, just like Brett Favre. Yeah. You honked off Brett Favre. You should have learned from that. You know, you, you got egos involved here. Mm -hmm. Big egos. Large. Large. So why don't you just call Aaron and say, hey, Aaron, uh, can we talk real quick? Because Gudikins came from his, his predecessor's tree, and Ted Thompson didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And Brian Gutekinds doesn't do that. He might do it in the future. You know, if he's around for a long time, let's say Jordan Love turns into a really good quarterback and, you know, 15 years from now, Gutekinds is making a pick and some kid who is four years old right now <laughs> who's playing, you know, for uh, Urbandale High School or whatever becomes the next stud and he's the number one pick in the draft or, or he's a first-round pick. I don't know if he'll make that same mistake no. twice. You know, whatever happened to the whole, if you've got the ice water in your veins to take my spot, do it. so be it. Do it. I mean, everybody right. knew Rodgers wasn't going to lose his job in the first no. year. And, and certainly we know Rodgers is not going to lose his job this year no. if he comes, and back, comes back and plays for him. And what's so funny about all of this is you've got 
John Kuhn, who played fullback for Green Bay. James Jones, who played wide receiver for Green Bay. A.J. Hawk, who played uh, a linebacker for Green Bay. You've got all these Green Bay former players who are, tr- who are all doing their spin job. Well, I've talked to Aaron, and it's 70% this, and this is still fixable and all this stuff. You know, my, here's, if, if, if she, what Schefter did on Thursday was so egregious, and there's, I'm having fights with people on Twitter. Follow me at Mike Wicket, two T's and Wicket. I'm having fights with people about this. If what, Aaron, uh, if what Adam Schefter did was so wrong, if he lied, if, he, if it was misinformation, Aaron Rodgers could have gotten in front of any camera and said, nope, I'm good, I'm coming back. Yeah. He could have gotten in front of any camera and said, I'm coming back to Green Bay. I'm fully committed. You know, uh, we were this close to a championship last year. I love our draft. I love our team. I love Green Bay, whatever. But you know what? He didn't. Who is? He did not do that. Who is the most mad at Adam Schefter right now uh, for an NFL fan? Half of Packer Nation. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody else cares. You half, know, I'm serious. Half of Packer Nation is mad because they think they're spinning and painting Rodgers in a bad light. But the people that are like, typical media. Yeah, was it bad to steal the show on draft day? I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. That wasn't great. That day's for Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence, all the guys, the first day guys who are going to go. Who did, but, who did the Packers draft again, anyway? A kid named Stokes who plays corner. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. I, I just had to throw that out there. Okay, nobody yeah, cares. No. It doesn't even matter. No. But if there's anything that Schefter did wrong, it's the time he chose to do it. But in Schefter's defense, his job is to be right and first. Mm-hmm. And, and to create... Something and, and to get eyes on ESPN, mm-hmm. right? ESPN, the NFL, whatever he's talking about. So Absolutely. in Schefter's defense, and I'm not just sitting here because I'm a member of the media and I'm like, man, we got it. I have to defend my brothers. Yeah. No, in his defense, he wants your credibility is is with your timing, it's with your accuracy, and these days it's with your clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's with how many people can I get to click on my website my tweet, my video, and, and whatever. It's about likes and clicks. And, and I, I disagree with the time that he did it, but I don't think he is in any bit, any bit the wrong. No. Okay, let me... Let in terms of what he reported. Be, be, I know we got to take a break here, but okay. let me toss this out yeah. for you to think about before we come back, okay? There is a guy that is a pretty dang good quarterback. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's a pro bowler. Is this going to be Kirk Cousins? Thank you. Why does it always come back to Kirk Cousins? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> nobody's focusing on that. Kellen Mond. Yeah. Got picked. They didn't ask Kirk. They didn't tell Kirk about it. I don't know if they did or not. No. Did, do you know if they did or not? I have no idea if they did or you not. You would never know. It wouldn't have mattered, I don't think. Kirk's not, you know, Kirk's well, like, Kirk, hey, beat me Kirk's, out, beat me out. I don't think Kirk has the arrogance because he doesn't have the success or track record of Rodgers. Rodgers' ego is as big as there is in the NFL, but he's a three-time MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Kirk Cousins will go to the Hall of Fame when he buys a ticket to Canton. <laughs> <laughs> Unless somehow, <laughs> some way, oh my he wins a Super Bowl or Were two. you drinking before we came on the air? Just a lot of coffee. I mean, yeah. You know, You're hyped up. I'm, I'm hyped up. I'm going to stand by my Vikes. I'm not going to let you totally bully him around. And there's so, there's so much. Oh, I got, what, I got a half hour left in the show. It's a short show. We got Cubs baseball coming up here on 1350 ESPN. Um but then there's all these other things about group text messages that are out there that Roger, what, what Rogers is calling 
Gudekins, the GM. Like, it is a soap opera. Mm. It is an absolute soap opera. Follow us on Twitter at ESPNDSM. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. We're streaming live right now. We've got more coming up on this. And I'm going to hit refresh and see if anything has possibly happened. There's more than just Aaron Rodgers. There's more than just Aaron Rodgers going on in the world of sports. I promise we'll get to that coming up. You're listening to Wicket's World on Des Moines, 1350 ESPN. Thirteen fifty ESPN in Des Moines. What's up? I'm Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. I'm on Twitter at Mike Wicket Two T's. JD Justice is on the other side. Uh, I just came across a tweet, and I don't know. This is the problem. You start. Remember a week ago, the rumors were marked that Mark Schlereth, who knows all things Broncos, does a radio program in Denver, knows all things Broncos, Bronco Hall of Famer. So Schlereth says that there is a deal that is nearly done a week ago to send Aaron Rodgers to, to the Broncos. So you, and you and I talked a lot about get him out of the AFC, get, right. lot, get, a lot, or get him out of the NFC, put him in the AFC. You don't want to see him. So, again, these are just rumors. They're tweets. Dan Cilio, who does a national football talk show, he tweeted this out. Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't know what the source is. I don't know anything. There is, there is no source. He's the source. He's the source. Looks like the Broncos have offered the Packers three first-rounders and a second-rounder for Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Would that be enough for you? Three first-rounders and a two. So three years of number one picks. So, so if you're the Green Bay Packers, you're looking at this and going, they're going to have Aaron Rodgers for three years. Chances of these guys having a number one to number ten right. pick, right? Is there? So you're looking at possibly a pick between twenty five and thirty one. Yeah, that's what you're getting back. Three years. No. Now, now in the in theory, the Packers won't be picking in the mid to late twenties like they have been for most of the last decade and a half, mm-hmm. because they're going to take a step back. In theory. In theory, <laughs> with Jordan Love, I have no idea how good he is. Watch him. What? He, what if he's better? I don't. I don't think he's going to be better than Rodgers. Come on, Mike. I mean, you generally don't get better than Favre, and I think Rodgers is better than Favre. So, in theory, you don't keep getting better Hall of Famers. It's one thing to keep getting Hall of Famers. But you, it's hard to just fathom. This, this might very well be your next Lynn Dickey. It, I mean, it, it damn well could be. Right. It, it, it definitely could be. Um, three ones and a two. And somebody on Twitter has just let me know it is the same source as Schlereth. And nobody knows what source that is. Um, if I'm Green Bay, I, 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 I need a player. I need a young player coming back as well. I need a young, established player. Well, what about Drew Locke? See, if you're Green Bay right. and you are trading Aaron Rodgers, because the rumors are Denver and, and, and the Raiders, right? Like, those mm-hmm. are the two biggest names that we're hearing or the two ma- major possibilities. Mm-hmm. Aren't you trading Rodgers to then open things up for Jordan Love? You're not, in my mind, why are you trading away Aaron Rodgers to bring back David Carr? Is it David or Derek? Derek Carr, excuse me. Why are you trading Aaron Rodgers to bring back Derek Carr? 
Derek Carr's not your... I mean, I think Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. Yep. But are you... Because then you're back in the same boat for another year that is Jordan Love just waiting in the wings behind Carr. Or I don't think Drew Locke's the answer. But so, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if, you're op- if you're getting Rodgers out, you have to put Aaron at the dinner... Or you have to put Jordan Love at the dinner table so that he is the man. And then you have three years to figure out if this was the dumbest decision in the history of the Green Bay Packers or if this was the right move. And Aaron, in, and you're going to be hoping for his decline. I mean, I'm still always going to be an Aaron Rodgers fan. But you're hoping Rodgers declines and you hope that, Aaron, that, that Jordan Love ascends. You know? Mm. Well, you could very well have this scenario where you go from another Hall of Famer to another Hall of Famer. That's happened. We've seen it in Green Bay. Odds are it's right. not going to happen, okay. but you might. You, I mean, there's a possibility. Maybe you go out and you grab a wide receiver, another one, which that would, that would honk off Aaron Rodgers because that's kind of what he wanted to begin with. So you go out and you get some more help for the kid. What, what would be the best help for him? Another running back, another wide receiver, a better defense? What, you know, what, what would you think, Mike, as a fan mm-hmm. of the Packers, what would be that one type of player that you're looking at from Denver that could give you that next step on either your offense or defensive side of the ball that's going to help the young kid out? To help the kid, I want Cortland Sutton. But, and, but I want, what I want is Bradley Chubb. I want the defensive specialist who's 24 and is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. That's the guy I want. But that doesn't help Jordan Love. No. Jordan Love gets helped by Cortland Sutton coming over or Tim Patrick coming over or whoever else they have in their ridiculously deep wide receiving core that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be hilarious if they traded Aaron Rodgers for a wide receiver. <laughs> I think it would be ridiculous if they traded Aaron Rodgers for a wide receiver. The Athletic is reporting that the Packers have made an offer that... See, and this goes back to the thing we talked about with Schefter. That over the last few months, the Athletic, and I assume that means Bob McGinn, who used to write for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, only is a Hall of Fame writer, but I don't know that they tried to make Aaron the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. And Aaron said no. It's not about money. It's about respect for Aaron. It's about grievances. It's about not being told you were taking, or even just the fact that you did take Jordan Love. That's what this seems to stem from more than money. And, again, Aaron doesn't need the money. He's made $200 million. He's got... All the endorsements, he's got all the future with Jeopardy money. You know, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is like, this is my last chance to get paid. He's fine. Do you you feel like this is just a big old nasty divorce where one one does not want to get out of it and the other wants to get out of it big time? Yeah. And they're making everything they can possibly up to get out of it? And like when you go through one of these, it's these little things that nitpick and nitpick and nitpick. Another report comes out that Aaron was upset that they released Jake Kumaro. Do you know who Jake Kumaro is? No. Jake Kumaro was the Packers' fifth wide receiver in 2018. <laughs> they released him in 2019, but he was buddies with Aaron. Right. And Green Bay released him. <laughs> so, they're up, so he's upset. Like, Aaron wishes, because there are certain guys that have the cachet and they have, you know, Tom Brady can pick and choose who he wants on the Buccaneers. LeBron James can pick and choose who he wants on whatever team. Aaron wants that. Green Bay doesn't, doesn't organize, doesn't operate that way. So if, listen, if the, straw, if the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have a divorce because Jake freaking 
Kumaro was released, then that is petty and stupid. All right? He's the fifth wide receiver. He's the fifth wide receiver. Do you think that's just something that someone said just because it does sound so petty and stupid? Just because they want to make Aaron look worse? Well, Aaron's making himself look bad anyway by not stepping up and saying, okay, I've got some problems with these guys. I'm going to sit down, see if I can work it out with them. Uh, if we don't, then obviously I want something done. Do something classy for this whole situation. It doesn't strike me as surprising that Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't get along with his family, he doesn't get along with his brother, he didn't get along with Mike McCarthy. People say he wasn't going to get along with Matt LaFleur, but he did just fine. But now he doesn't get along with his GM. Like, all of a sudden, don't you feel like Aaron Rodgers is a bad dude? He's got, he, he's he a grumpy guy? He's the problem. If it's starting to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And I, June 1st is a huge day. June 8th is also a huge day. June 1st is the day of which his dead cap number drops. And if he starts missing team activities on June 8th, that's when he can start, if he's still a Packer, that's when he starts to lose money. So if they trade him, it'll be after June 1st. And it's starting to feel, it's starting to get like, when you and I were on the air, it was like, ah, 99% a week ago. Mm -hmm. that Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. I'm at about 75% now. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm... I'm what number is going. yours? Uh, I, 30%. 30% coming back to Green mm -hmm. Bay. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. You know, you, you start just hearing all these different things. Like, he was in a group text with friends calling Gutekinds Jerry Krause. Oh, for crying out loud. The old, the old GM of the Bulls who... People will say, well, Jerry Krause destroyed the Bulls. Jerry Krause won how many championships? Do you know what else Jerry Krause did? He built the Bulls. He did. He drafted Mike Jordan. He acquired Scottie Pippen. He acquired all the other pieces. Horace Grant. You know, all these great players. I mean, he, it, 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 Paxton. Jerry Krause not only destroyed a dynasty, but he built a dynasty. And I wish Jerry Krause was the, gene, the, the, the Packers GM. They'd have four more trophies. Right on. You know, Favre won one. Rodgers won one. That's it. Which, if you think about it, you're a small market football team. That's pretty doggone good with two Hall of Famers back-to-back. -back. Now, some people are going to say 30 years of great quarterback play and you wasted it with two, you only got two titles out of it. I think winning a championship is incredibly hard. Oh, I, gosh, I, yes. I, I mean, ask, did the Saints waste Drew Brees? No. There's articles down there in the New Orleans newspapers. What is it, the Picayune something or other? There's articles over the last decade that they're wasting Drew Brees. You know how hard it... Everybody compares, you know, well, Tom Brady has seven. Tom Brady is the extreme outlier. Pick any quarterback. I don't believe Patrick Mahomes will win seven. No. If Patrick Mahomes wins three, that is an amazing accomplishment. How it many is. guys have three? Um, Brad, Bradshaw. Bradshaw, Brady, Staubach. Montana, Staubach, Aikman. Does okay. Big Ben have three? Yeah, yes. Does yes, he? he does. They, I'm pretty sure he does. Hey, and here's the other thing to think about. Out. When you look at championships, that's if everything on paper is 100% with the talent you have. That A, it comes together. B, you don't have any injuries. C, a defense doesn't come in that can shut your weaknesses down and shut you down. I mean, there's so much. It's a stake there. The, the NFL is so hard to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, every championship is hard to win, whether it's a World Series or an NBA title or a Super Bowl or whatever. It is just so hard to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I saw a poll question from a radio station in Madison, Wisconsin yesterday. 
Who's to blame for Aaron's one in four record in NFC title games? Um, that's such a bogus question. It really is. Tampa Bay almost didn't make the Super Bowl. Think it, about that. If if a couple of balls bounce the right way, the the Washington Football Team beats Tom Brady right. in the wild card round. Right. I mean, it's 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 often razor thin in the NFL, and I just I I watch all these polls. Who's to blame, Aaron or the defense? And I'm like. Well, if you go back to the NFC title game against the Seattle Seahawks, it actually falls on Brandon Bostick, who stupidly tried to catch the ball on an onside kick that gave the ball right back to Seattle. If you go back to the Atlanta game, the NFC championship, when they went on to the Super Bowl and beat Green Bay, the Packers fumbled the ball on the very first drive as a guy was running clear to the end zone, and then things just unraveled. Um, was that Aaron's fault last year? Aaron got uh, Brady through three tur- three interceptions in the fourth quarter in the second half. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Aaron didn't turn that into points. Is that on Aaron? Uh, you know, or was that just great defense play? Kevin King got burned three times in that game for touchdowns, twice for touchdowns. You know, at the end of the first half, oh. was that on Aaron? So it it it's such a bogus question or a bogus thing to say. Well, Aaron's one in four in in, in NFC Championship games. No, the Packers are one in four in NFC Championship games. When Aaron's been the quarterback. I mean, if you go back and you watch when they were the wild card, when they won the Super Bowl, what he was doing game after game after game was absolutely bananas. And in a lot of those games, or in a lot of plays, the defense saved him. But Aaron gets all the credit because he's the quarterback, and we give the quarterback so much credit. So I hate those kinds of questions. That's not fair. And to look back on situations 10 years, Favre went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls, and Denver just... I will tell you, I, I believed they just outplayed you in yeah. the end. They outplayed I, the pack. I mean, I, your Vikings, a couple of years ago, when Cousins finally had the playoff win and they go to San Francisco and they get beat by the 49ers, what, last two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I dog Cousins a lot, but that, they didn't lose that game because of Kirk Cousins. He wasn't no. stellar, but San Francisco was a juggernaut, and Kevin Stefanski said, we're not going to give the ball to Dalvin Cook. Which was dumb. Which was dumb. Right. That's uh, coaching. But that's, that's not on Cousins. Now, Cousins didn't rise up and make plays and whatever, but they were a real, that's a really good football team in San Francisco. Yeah. Sometimes you're just not the better team. You might have the better quarterback, but you're just not the better team. Or you make a stupid choice as a coach like, like Stefanski. How about go back to Cape it on Vikings. Mm-hmm. Go back to NFC Championship game against the Atlanta Falcons. Danny Green has the most potent offense in <laughs> NFL history, and what does he do? I'm going to take a knee. Yeah. No! No! Look, I mean, who had the better team, do you think? The, the, the Buccaneers had the better team, but who had the better quarterback in the Super Bowl? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. And, and so I, I hate those stats in that conference. Whose fault is it? Well, it's, it was 53 guys. Mm-hmm. You know, if, uh, if Rodgers threw four picks in the NFC Championship game and was atrocious... All right, fine. Rogers blew the game, but that's not that's just not the case. It's twelve thirty five. Cubs baseball coming up in ten minutes here on thirteen fifty ESPN. Phone lines are open. Five one five two four four thirteen fifty. This is Wicket's World on thirteen fifty ESPN. Oh, good luck. Thirteen fifty ESPN Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. That is J.D. Justice on the other side. Cubs baseball coming up in six minutes. Pre-game coverage at 1245. First pitch at 120 right here on 1350 ESPN. I just read this from uh, one of the football blogs that I follow, Clutch Points. According to Kyle Trask, 
He got a call from Tom Brady a couple of days after he was drafted by the Buccaneers and invited him to throw passes. Hmm. Well, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Uh, I'm busy. Who's this? Tom Brady. You want to come throw, throw the old pigskin around with me? <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I absolutely will. You know, Trask has a chance to be a real good quarterback in the NFL. After the big five that went in the first round, there's that next group, and your boy is in is in that that group. Mon, yeah, uh, Trask is there. Um, I saw this is kind of a strange transition. Sam Ellinger, Ellinger is in the NFL now. Where did he get drafted? Sam Ellinger. Where did he go? Sam Elliott came up. Uh, <laughs> Sam Ellinger uh, with the Colts. Okay. Back to buy the Colts. So Did I do uh, real I'm sorry, real quick. Okay. See you hear about his brother? No. Jake. Twenty year old linebacker found dead. Oh. Just outside of Austin. Plays at Texas. Uh, just like his brother. It's horrible. The the police have not re- revealed any cause. They say it's not it's death is not considered suspicious or weird or any of the, along those lines. To, uh, yesterday afternoon, twelve fifteen PM. So in like they're in daylight. So like twenty four hours ago. Yeah. Uh, some off-campus residency just by the Texas campus. Sam Ellinger's brother, 20-year-old Jake Ellinger, was found dead. Scary. Very scary. And nobody knows why yet. We'll find out, I'm sure, in the coming days. So that's a horrible transition to make. As I was going to give a uh, uh, kind of a Super Bowl update here, Yeah. Uh, Mr. Worlds was in town. I was working with a guy. He said, Who? you know... Uh, what did I say? Worlds or Worfs? Worfs. Mr. Trist- Worfs. Tristan Worfs, the Iowa Hawkeye. Yes. He was in town, apparently, because uh, one of his roommates is from Madrid. And I'm going off of a guy that I know whose name is Steve. And he had said that I got bought a drink by a Super Bowl champion last night. I don't know many people that can say that. I no. actually, I think I can. You... I can. Mm-hmm. A guy named Rod Payne, who was the backup center on the Ravens championship team back in 2000. I used to, after he got done with radio, I was working in Ann Arbor where he played at Michigan, and he came to do the afternoon show, and I'm sure at an event he bought me a beer. Okay. That's, all, that's as close as I'll ever Listen, come to greatness. Steve had a, a, a first stringer Super yeah. Bowl champion buy him a drink. Starting right? offensive lineman. Starting offensive lineman blocking for Tom Brady. Yeah, that guy's going to be good for a long time. Oh, absolutely. I think for, as long as Worf stays healthy, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good for a long time. So obviously he was in the big whopping town of either Madrid or Polk City. I can't remember which one it was. Dozens of people. There was a ton of people in the bar, and he bought a round for everybody in it. Somebody's still celebrating! I would celebrate, too. Absolutely. (laughs) My gosh. Um, Another quick local stuff to get to. Iowa State is not going to be a bad basketball team next year. They got another... I mean, the roster is now full. Mm Mm-hmm. And usually, it's weird. Like usually, with this transfer portal, portal transfer portal rule, mm-hmm. like don't you usually get like one or two guys? You know, you get somebody in, you get a couple of scholarships, they leave, they whatever, they transfer, you fill it. You get, they got six. <laughs> Anselberger has six. He's got a very good reputation. He's a great recruiter, and he picked up his latest is uh, this kid Isaiah Brockington, six foot four, six foot five. Two guard from Penn State, who averaged 12 points and what five assists, five rebounds last week last year. Um, I saw this story a couple of days ago when they finally made it official. I'm like, man, Iowa State's not going to go winless in the Big 12. I'm not saying this is a Final Four team, but Iowa State certainly is not going to go winless in the Big 12. You know, they keep getting all these players, and then they've got the good recruiting class coming in. Oh, is it time to get out? Are we done? 
Yeah, uh, actually, I looked at it, and uh, we got to be out of here in about one minute. Okay. So I well, just wanted to pop that in there for you so that uh, you got a little bit of a head up. Oh, thank you. You bet your brother. Well, all right. Well, that's going to do it. Short show. Cubs baseball, uh, lop it off the back end of this show. We'll do it again coming up next week. I haven't looked at the schedule. Uh, is it going to be Aaron Rodgers talk again? I mean, maybe. Depends what the story is. <laughs> Where things are going. Depends what the story is. <laughs> he could be a Green Bay. Is he going to be a Green Bay Packer at this point next week? That's yes. 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 I think by June first, yes. we'll really know. We are really going to know. All right, that is JD Justice. My name is Mike Wicket. Thank you so much for listening. Cubs baseball coming up next here on thirteen fifty ESPN.